Hello and welcome to Letters Home. I'm your host, George Leach. This is episode nine. December 4th, 1942. Dear Mom, Dad, and everybody. Today is test day and it's going to be a tough one. I can't write much because I gotta study more as I've been doing nearly all day. You said I should write more. Well, the same applies to you. It seems to me that I write about three letters to every one I receive from home, but I am kind of busy though. Did John and Paul get that coconut I sent them? Let me know. The picture I'm sending was taken in an orange grapefruit and tangerine grove with palm trees, and I'm standing next to a pretty red bush. You can see the palm tree in the background. The orange trees are to the right. The other picture, well, they took one of me picking oranges off a tree, but it didn't come out. Write and tell me if you have snow on the ground yet. It seems funny being here in December and not even being cold. In fact, we go swimming. I got a letter from Joe Turok, and he's doing all right. John Cinco, too. I got a box of candy from Steve Cinco. It was nice of him. Yesterday, I got a box of cookies from Aunt Mary. Boy, were they good. I didn't eat supper. All I had was cookies. I got about 17 birthday cards and two telegrams. One from Helen and Steve, and the other from Florence and June. Say, you folks can let me know what you want for Christmas. We didn't get paid yet, so don't expect anything, even if you do send me your wants, unless we get paid. Your son, George. December 15th, 1942. Dear Mom, Well, this letter is being written from a different place than it usually is. As you notice from the address on the envelope, I'm in the 645th Squadron. They ship all the graduates here to await shipment. In the meantime, we will get toughened up a bit. I'm sending home my diploma I received here last Saturday. Also, our class picture. We had our first examination last Thursday. Went to the airport Friday, but didn't go inside any planes. Saturday, we had our graduation exercise. Then Saturday evening, we went to town and celebrated. Sunday, we got up and the weather was quite chilly, so we didn't go swimming. Just went to show in the USO and played ping pong and wrote letters. Monday, I worked half a day, or should I say about two hours, and today, we came here. How do you like the pictures I'm sending? Some of them came out pretty good. You asked if I could send some oranges home. Well, I was way ahead of you. You would have had them by this time if we got paid, but we got paid Monday, so the first chance I get, I'll send you home a crate for a Christmas present. I got a package from Mrs. Poulter yesterday with some swell cookies and a badly needed shaving mug. I'll write and thank her soon. Then today, I got another package from Ann Haley with some stationery, and just in time too, because this is my last sheet of the stationery. I don't know where the mailbox is or anything around here. All I know is where the mess hall is at. We eat in 10 minutes. Don't forget to tell anybody who's going to write about my change in address. So, till later, George. Gigi sent a postcard on December 16th, 1942. The postcard is titled, Air View of Beachfront, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's about what you would expect. It's a very colorful postcard of the beach with what looks like buildings of hotels and houses among several palm trees near the beach. On the back it reads, Dear Mom, Received Chuck's letter today, but was a little busy. We'll answer tomorrow if possible. The picture on this card shows where I go swimming. Tell Chuck, thanks for writing a swell letter. Don't work so much, Mom. Your son, George. 
December 20th, 1942. Dear Mom, Dad, Helen, Paul, and John. Today I received my first letters in five days. You see, after we shipped to a different squadron, our mail was still shipped to the old squadron, and here, the mailman don't seem to know much about mail handling. I also found out from one of my buddies that I had a package back at my old squadron. So I jumps the truck and rides to the mailroom, signed for the box, jumped back on the truck, and came back just in time for chow. It was pretty good. Spare ribs, fish, potatoes, lettuce, and coffee. But let's forget that for a while and get back to that wonderful package. When I came back from chow, I started to untie the knots on the package, but that took too long. So I took a knife and cut it open. Then I slowly proceeded to open the box. The lid came open. There were some paper strips on top, so I started to pull that off, when all of a sudden, three green things jump out of the box, scattering all the loose paper and almost knocking me backwards off my cot. Boy, did that surprise me. You see, the can became open in the package before I opened it, so you can imagine the effect. I wonder whose brilliant idea that was. Not only did it scare me, but two of my buddies who were standing close to me. Then the fun began. The boys started to pass the can on to each other. I'm telling you, I never laughed so much, but the payoff came when the KP sergeant came in to get the boys for KP. But we don't get KP because we are graduates now, and we told the sergeant so. Then one guy asked him if he wanted some peanut brittle. Man, oh man, that guy nearly went through the roof! Now let's get down to the other details. The next package I opened was for mom and dad, and of course it was the mouth organ. It swelled in just exactly the kind I wanted. From now on, the fellows in my barrack are going to hear a lot of Russian music. The next two packages I opened were from John and Polly. Boy, them fellows sure know how to pick out a good Christmas present. That will come in handy, plenty of nights to come. Believe it or not, soap is the most important and fastest to go. That's the one thing I'm always running to the PX for. Now I can wash my clothes in some good laundry soap instead of face soap. Another thing that's going to be real handy is those towels and wash rags. I've worn out two wash rags and one towel since I've been in the army. So you can guess that I wash pretty often. Yes, mom, I wash behind my ears too. And the back of my neck is always shiny. I don't know who that candy was from, but it was delicious. And I do say it was because they ain't no mo. I'm saving that fruitcake though, although the fellows did ask when I was going to cut it. I suppose Helen wrapped all the packages. They sure did look snazzy. Now in this section of the letter, the ink is darker, like he left and then came back later to finish writing the letter. It is now 8.30 a.m. I couldn't finish the letter last night because the lights went out. We had a pretty good breakfast this morning. Oatmeal, eggs, grapefruit, and toast and milk. I just don't exactly know how to go about thanking Helen and Steve for this pen and pencil set. It's what I really needed, but gee, it's such a swell set. I'll write Helen a letter and really thank her and Steve. Oh yes, another thing, I want to thank Johnny and the rest of the folks who helped chip in the $5 for me. I'm going to get myself a pair of shoes with that. We are getting ready for a barracks inspection now, so I'll have to go help clean up. I got a card from Chuck and Helen Leach with $3 in it. It's nice to have cousins like that. I'm glad to hear that Aunt Mary is getting better. Boy does this pen write nice. Every once in a while I'll just take this pen out and look at it. Last night, we signed the payroll, so I should get paid before the month is over. Then I'll be able to send some money home. By the way, Mom, the, or should I say, one of the presents that I got is coming home. Not the ones that you got me, but one I bought for you folks. You should get it about the same time you get this letter. That John can write some pretty good letters. Tell him if he wants those Life magazines to go right ahead and help himself. 
He said his printing job number 11 was enclosed in the letter, but no job 12. Hey John, you're not the only one that got a scab on the nose, because I got one now too. Only you slid off a sled, and I got mine while riding on a truck and a branch of a tree skimmed my nose. Today they started to ship our class out of here, so maybe I'll be gone before next week. I don't know where or exactly when as yet. That's all for now, and thanks everybody for the swellest presents I ever got. Your grateful son, George. Here's another small note dated December 20th, 1942. Greetings, folks. Here is part of the souvenirs and stuff that I've been planning to send home for a long time. The shells are for John and Paul, and whoever would want one as a souvenir. I picked them up at the beach. They're Florida shells. The two pennants can go wherever there is room. Maybe you could stick them up in Chuck's room on the wall, as if there isn't enough junk there now. Save that insurance policy, Mom. Thanks. The <clears throat> fancy wrap box is for Helen. I hope you like it. I'll try to get you something better for your birthday. The envelope with the story in it was written by me a long time ago, and with Dick's help, it got into a school paper. I wish you'd save it for me. I could read it when I'm old and gray to Helen's grandchildren. Also, save the matchbox from St. Louis. Sort of reminds me of the swell time we had there. I hope you and Mom like those little mirrors. I think they're cute. That key ring is a puzzle. Lots of fun. See if you can take it apart and put it back together. Well, daughter, I guess that's all. Today is Sunday, but I didn't go to town. Just stayed here and washed and went to show and saw George Washington slept here. They put about half of our class on shipping orders today. They're up to the E's in the alphabet, so I don't think it will be long before I go. I got 11 cards and letters today, including John's letter. Too bad about Mr. Miller. So, till later, be good. Tell Steve hello for me. Big Bretta, George. Okay, so thoughts about episode 9. Gigi really seems to have a sweet tooth and like his sweets. He mentions getting candy from Steve Cinco and also someone else with his Christmas gifts. One thing I remember about him is that he always liked cordial cherries, especially at Christmas time. I also really like that he heard from his buddy John Cinco, who was mentioned in earlier episodes. While he doesn't acknowledge anything about aviation cadet school, he does say that he's a graduate now and has switched squadrons. Speaking of that, he mentions the struggle to get his mail at his new squadron, but then excitedly talks about receiving several packages. The first contained what sounded like a snake in a can, and that provided the barracks with quite a bit of amusement. The second package was one he was really grateful for as it contained Christmas gifts, a mouth organ, laundry detergent, some new towels, and the really nice pen set. I like seeing how excited he was over a new pen and pencil set, especially after the stationery he received in the previous episode. He's obviously appreciative for the gift, but I think it's more than that. It implies that his letters really are his link back home. He stays connected through them, and for someone missing home, that's really important. It's vital he can write these letters, and with these gifts, he's happy to be able to do just that. This has been Letters Home. Letters Home features music by Scott Buckley. Music by Scott Buckley can be found at www.scottbuckley.com.au. Thanks for listening and tune in next week to Letters Home.